This is Times Union reporter Philip Heilman here today with reporter Ryan O'Halloran, who will be going to Indianapolis for the NFL Scouting Combine on Wednesday. Ryan, what are uh, some storylines to watch this week? Well, first of all, this brave new world, Times Union podcasting. Got this fancy studio in here, got microphones, headphones, computer, uh, interesting stuff, but... Now the task at hand, that would be the uh, scouting combine. And, uh, it, it's a big week for the Jaguars, like it's a big week for the other 31 teams. And it's really for the coaching staff, it's the first chance to sort of meet these players because they haven't seen any of these guys play in person. And if you're the Jaguars, you go in with uh, several objectives. One, it's you talk to your own free agents, the agents for those guys, see if you can get some foundation of a deal done. You know, in the dirty, un unsecreted dirty part of the NFL it's supposedly illegal but it's not is you start uh, talking to the agents of other teams free agents to say hey what's it going to take um, are you guys interested um, you know what's the what's the floor for your salary that kind of thing and you start laying out your offseason plan see if it can be executed uh, plan A can be executed but from a player standpoint this is a big week because you're basically a job interview. You're going to hear that phrase a lot during the week, but it's true. You have 15-minute interviews with a bunch of teams. You have the medical stuff where if you have a broken bone, they're going to know about it. Uh, they'll check MRI. They'll take the psychology test. And you know then there's the on-field workout that wraps things up. So you know guys who run well, you can't, you can't, you may say you can't make or break yourself the combine. You can help yourself by running great. You can't really, the only way you can really hurt yourself is if you get sent home. You know, for some reason it didn't hurt Ruben Foster last year. 49ers probably regretting that pick. So, but you've been, you've been, now you've been digging in a lot of these college players. You know, when these guys work out, who are you interested in seeing? I'm really interested in seeing the tight end group as a whole just because it's such a deep position this year. And in particular for the Jaguars, it's a position of need. They brought back Mercedes Lewis. But aside from that, you had not a lot else there in terms of pass catching options. In this year's class, you have Mark Andrews from Oklahoma. I think it will be really interesting to sort of see what does he have to say about having type 1 diabetes? Mm-hmm. How does he you know, go about handling that throughout a game? I think that's something that he's had to do uh, in college he's had to deal with. What about Dallas Goddard, a guy from South Dakota State? That's a guy who has played in lower levels of competition. It will be really interesting to see uh, just sort of you know, kind of how he runs, how he adjusts guy you've talked to is Hayden Hurst from Jacksonville Bulls guy who played baseball professionally for a couple of years he told you he was he ran a four five five in the 40 last week mm-hmm. so it'll be really interesting to see if he does that again you know he could be a top 15 top 20 pick so those are some guys I really will be interested in watching and then also the quarterbacks throwing the Jaguars aren't going to get Sam Darnold they're not going to get Josh Rosen they're probably not even going to get Baker Mayfield but it'll be really interesting to see those guys throw in the setting uh just to see you know kind of what is the hierarchy of quarterbacks here it'll be really because uh, so far it's been, you know, pretty unclear. Is Rosen number one? Is Josh Allen number one? Is Baker Mayfield a guy who should go top five? What do you do with Lamar Jackson? What do you do with Mason Rudolph? What do you do with Kyle Lalletta? There's a lot of guys at that position, and it's a position of need for the Jaguars. They won't be picking a guy early, most likely, but it's one that a lot of teams will be watching. Yeah, and I think that's why it was important for the Jaguars to get Blake Bortles' situation settled when they did. Uh, that happened last week on Saturday. And, you know, now they can sort of really start their offseason. They know what he's going to be making. They know he's going to be back as the starter. So, okay, what can they do to surround him with, you know, 
pieces that can help this offense take the next level and not be not show the signs of inconsistency it did, it did at uh, some points last year. So I think that's why Boros is important is if you're Dave Caldwell, you can go to Indianapolis and not every question from an agent, from a coach, from a friend, from a media member is going to be about quarterback. You've moved on. You've t- taken care of that business. So disagree or agree with the contract. Thank you. The timing was smart from the Jaguars' perspective. And the other thing with, with these guys' free agents, Allen Robinson, Aaron Colvin, or Allen Robinson and Aaron Colvin, is if, if, if they hit the market, they're going to be gone. That's the MO of Dave Caldwell. If he signs a guy, it's going to be before he hits the open market. So the key date for Jaguar fans is going to be first one's March 6th when the franchise tag closes down. And then it's going to be March 12th when negotiations can start happening. Um, the market opens March 14th. If Robinson and Colvin aren't resigned by the 12th, I get very little chance they return. And then that throws in another wrench. Okay, with that money you have left, are there upgrades out there at the right price? Or are you going to rely on the draft? So I think it's still a very tricky offseason for this Jaguar team. What are two or three questions? You want to ask Dave Caldwell. He hasn't spoken to the media since last year's draft, correct? Third night of the draft, yeah, as yeah. I remind him uh, a lot. Uh, a lot of questions. Um, and I'm going to go all the way back. I'm going to go all the way back to Brandon Albert. Okay, hey, take me through it. What, what happened? Did you pay him any money? Does he owe you any money? Is he supposed to give you any money back? Uh, where did that go wrong? That's you know that's the one thing I wrote down. Second part, going to the preseason. What was your reaction when the quarterback competition was opened? That said, okay, what? Why did it make sense for Brandon Linder and Telvin Smith to get their extensions when they did? Um, you know, so there's going to be a lot of stuff reviewing some of the decisions they made. Would you make a Leonard Fournette's rookie year? Would you make a Cam Robinson? All those things that during the season transpired that usually we would get his take on, but weren't able to this year. So, and then you look ahead a little bit, and that's the difference for me covering this combine uh, this year. Is the last? I think this is my sixth for the Times Union. The first five was always this: top five pick. What are they going to do? Are they going to trade down? Who are they going to take? They need a lot of help. They have a lot of money. Now it's changed. The narrative has changed. They're drafting 29. They don't have oodles of cap space. They don't have a lot of needs compared to previous years. So how does that change Dave Caldwell and his scouting staff? How does it change their approach? And on that point, I thought Doug Marone made a very good point because I asked Doug this question last week. I said, hey, I said, you're drafting 29. Do the scouting staff and Dave Caldwell, do they give you a different list of players? He says, no. He goes, we operate it completely the same and he explained why he goes last year uh, they faced Dory Jackson in week two he had one game of pro tape he goes but we did a lot of work on him before the draft so we had an idea what he wanted to do that made me I mean that really opened my eyes okay now that makes sense and the other reason why they, they put a grade on everybody is most of these guys are gonna be free agents for four years so you at least have a little bit of a starting foundation on some of these guys to when you circle back if they become available. So it's a, it's a means to an end, but that's why they do that. And that's before you even mention a case like Miles Jack, who yeah. this time last year was likely going to be a top five, top ten pick. The Jaguars ended up trading up to get him in the second round. Yeah, and um, was it four years ago, they are in the second round, and Marquise Lee fell into the second round. Jerry Sullivan hadn't even really watched a lot of them because they thought he was going to be gone. So they, and, and, but they had watched a ton of Allen Robinson, so they traded back up in the second round so they could get both receivers. So, 
you know, this this time of year is all about doing their homework, and you know, you're probably not going to see these uh, Doug Marone, Tom Coughlin, Dave Caldwell, a lot of pro days. They didn't go last year, so everything is done, uh, you know, in house watching the video, and then they can also watch a tape of these pro days. Very cool. Well, it's going to be a busy week. We'll have you there Wednesday through Sunday. Sunday. So, what can people look forward to? Um, a couple of things each day. Um, it'll be a Hayden Hurst story, uh, Dave Caldwell story. Um, one guy with a Florida. I'm interested in seeing Antonio Callaway try to explain his stuff. <laughs> and there's a lot of it. That's going to be a, a lengthy conversation. <laughs> so, I hope people are sitting down. So, uh, I think he's going to be a very popular figure. Uh, hopefully, he's been coached well. Um, and also, um, you, you look at, I'm interested in talking to some of these interior offensive linemen who could be on the Jaguars' radar. So, a lot of things to go there. Uh, there's 300 players, there's more than 1,000 media. Um, 29 of the 32 teams will make a coach or GM available at the podium so a lot of stuff goes on that week and uh, we'll uh, try to be, give you some good coverage. Very cool well, we'll be looking forward to that. Thanks so much for, today, uh, for your time today Ryan. Thank you Philip.